coming on Hope with Depression, the podcast. There is light at the end of the tunnel and good does come out of it. And the reaction I've had from most people, all, no, actually all people, is a very compassionate reaction and a very, oh my goodness, me too, or I know someone else. Mm. So mm. it's a conversation that needs to be had. So we've really got to break the stigma and hopefully uh, this podcast will contribute in some way. I'm sure it will. And of, also challenge the that. way that people respond to other people that have got, that are having their fair share of challenges. Mental health matters a lot people are more willing to talk to us because we're not going to stigmatize them or judge them because obviously we've been through it ourselves hope with depression the podcast i think people pretend that they're happy or that they're coping with life and they put a facade on um and then obviously when they get home and behind closed doors they probably collapse and that friends is not an, an indicator of health that is an indicator of very outdated cultural memes the myth Certain people cannot experience depression. The truth, depression does not discriminate. No one is is immune um, and it can affect anyone, regardless of your social background, your age, your gender, your ethnicity and your sexuality. So no one is immune to depression. So to put that in a nutshell, myth number one, depression only if you like, affects certain people of certain demographics or certain backgrounds, and that yes, is a complete myth. That yeah. is not at all, no. What would people be thinking? Oh, I'd, I'd never get... Because I've known people that go, oh, I've never been depressed, I'd never get depression, and then I've seen it hit them. And they're like, they're like what the hell hit me? I saw, I saw it with a friend of mine. It's horrible. I think sometimes, well, sometimes it depends. There's three types of, of forms of depression, mild, moderate, and severe. Me Myself, personally, I suffered moderate depression. Um, so um, mild depression is um, often or not where people are still sort of coping with it but living their lives, perhaps not as full as they could do. You call it a functional depressive, a if functional, you like. Um, mm. that, uh, so, and then obviously moderate is where it does begin to affect your life like it did for me in different ways and obviously it affects everyone differently. And then obviously severe is more where it's affecting every part of your life so that can lead us into the next myth which is that it's, it's not obvious when people have depression it can be masked and a lot of people do mask it particularly with the mild to moderate versions and particularly with the prevailing meme in our society that particularly british suck it up stiff up a lip yeah. i've just got have to get on with tea. it Cup of tea, tea and yeah. sympathy. Yeah, it'll go away. Tea. Yeah, mm. chamomile tea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Relax you. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. You'll be okay. Yeah, chamomile tea, lighter joystick, it'll be fine. Eat lots of bananas, get more potassium in, or, so, or something like that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And of course, there's more to it than that. But I mean, but even mild, moderate, or severe, you should always seek treatment for them, and you should always reach out and share. Oh, and of share course, how you and feel. talk to someone. I mean, the biggest thing um, that I've learned on our journey is communication yeah. and to not be af- afraid to communicate since we've opened up about our journey and what I've been through and obviously what Sam's been through. People say people are more willing to talk to us because we're not going to stigmatise them or judge them because obviously we've been through it ourselves. That's what I found when I had the burnout experience. I was determined that some good would come out of it and I'd be really honest. And rather than being stigmatised, rather than being... Stig- yeah, rather than being... Yeah, here I am doing... <laughs> a podcast yeah. on it yeah and rather than being stigmatized and rather than being rather than having my work negatively negatively affected if anything it's i'm not saying get depressed to boost your career far from it there is light at the end of the tunnel and good does come out of it and the reaction i've had from most people all no actually all people is a very compassionate reaction and a very oh my goodness me too or i know someone else mm. 
So mm. it's a conversation that needs to be had. So we've really got to break the stigma, and hopefully, uh, this podcast will contribute in some way. I'm sure it will, and of, also challenge the that. way that people respond to other people that have got that are having their fair share of challenges. Yeah, because we think we think we should just get on with it. You know, we should you know we should be tough. We should be resilient. And I've studied resilience. We'll cover resilience later in this podcast. But that ain't resilience. Resilience is not sucking it up and getting on with it anyway. That is not resilience and it's not healthy. No, resilience is built out of personal experience and challenging those experiences. Yeah, absolutely. The myth. It is obvious to see when someone has depression. The truth. It can be far from obvious unless you know the signs well funny because Sam. sorry to interrupt mum you're not interrupting you you it's, not, it's not interrupting this is a group discussion yeah. we had this exercise we did at um university and it was so we had the first lesson and we all had to sit down and one of us stood up and we had to tell each other one thing that we that they don't that no one really knows about us no one really knows something that will surprise you and um People were kind of doing kind of normal ones and funny ones. And to be honest, I couldn't think of a funny one or anything. So I was like, oh, I'm only that I've, I've been ill. So I got up and I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to say it. So I said it. And um, it was like a ripple effect because someone after me was just, he was like, sod it. And then he told his story. And then someone after that told his story. And it was almost giving them permission yeah. to carry on and it's okay yeah. to say them sort of things and people after what an experience yeah people after like we were everyone was crying and mm. and it was so fascinating but it was a relief for everyone as well it was a relief a yeah relief, a and, release a catharsis mm, yeah. yeah absolutely and again everyone because we were doing performing arts everyone's big personalities happy go lucky and then you strip back and it's fascinating because you would never have guessed behind them kind of personas Mm. that they're Sam, going for a battle. Sam, you keep coming up with points like that. I want you to interrupt as much as you want. That is brilliant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm quite happy for you to interrupt. Uh, no, yeah, uh, not at home, though, Mum. <laughs> anyway. Oh, God, she's going to ask me to cut that out now. <laughs> but, that, but that is profoundly true, and it's a relief because it's that, it's that point number one. You're not alone. Me mm. too. We're all so good at putting these masks on, and we all think we have to. Mm. You know, can't can't reveal vulnerability. Vulnerability is a weakness. Can't get in touch with feelings, particularly men. You know, or, all of this, and this is all bullshit. Yeah, and mm. it's got to change. Yeah. So how else might people hide it? You say hiding behind the persona, if you like, performing arts and all that sort of thing. How, how else might people hide it? I think Lynn. people pretend that they're happy or that they're coping with life and they put a facade on um, and then obviously when they get home and behind closed doors they probably collapse Mm. Um, I think people mask and and I was for quite a long time um, and I think with the pressure that we all seem to either be under or put ourselves under in today's society Mm. to be whoever we're trying to be to do everything all at once and and be all things to all people perfectly and all at once yes and um, tried that by the way it doesn't work not a good strategy it doesn't work for me either it doesn't work for anyone there is is no perfect yeah and we learn the hard way mm. but i think because people are like running at a million miles an hour all the time sometimes they might not even realize that that they're not feeling right or that perhaps they're not sleeping properly or Mm. they're not eating properly so it's insidious it's a creeper yes yeah i think for some people obviously everyone's different and um for some yes it can creep up on you and then you suddenly think oh you know um i've had more bad days than good days is is this right is this the way life is 
and know it's not the way life is. And it's good to catch it early before... I'm going back to my burnout experience because in hindsight it's obvious why I burnt out because I was trying to be all things to all people perfectly all at the same time um, and dealing with some quite stressful challenges as well and eventually the body will go, no. Mm. The body will go, no, I'm not having any more. But also the mind says, no, let's stop now for a little while and just... But we don't listen. No. And it's not our fault. Bless our hearts. We don't listen. Our solution in the society seems to be if you're thrashing the car to bits, thrash it harder mm-hmm. and it'll work better. It really doesn't work that way. In fact, it works in the complete opposite way. And I imagine that relief was palpable in that experience that you talked about in university. I would have loved to have been in that room then, Sam. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was, it was fascinating. I, I would have lo- what a What a beautiful, profound and, dare I say, professionally helpful experience because to be able to get in touch with those levels... Yeah. You know, I'm sure it made you a better performers. Oh, yeah, because you, you challenge yourself so much and you push yourself out of your comfort, comfort zone. Mm. You're almost exposed in that way. So exposing yourself from the beginning is is a really good way to support each other doing these challenges that you do and pushing yourself. It's interesting. Vulnerability has become a bad word. Vulnerab- yes. Vulnerability, I remember learning this in Latin at school. What a geek. It comes, <laughs> it comes from the Latin vulnero, uh, which means to wound. So okay. it means woundability. And I think we think, oh, no, I've got to put my armour up. Here's the mask again. So I can't be wounded. Mm. But the trick is to be in a non-judgmental environment where it is OK to feel what you feel right that large. It is OK to feel what you feel. Even if it's not feeling how you want to feel, at least validate how you're feeling at the moment. Because if you don't, you're kind of abandoning yourself. And that's when the unhealthy addictions start. Yes. I was... Um... I was watching an interview. I never normally watch interviews with Justin Bieber, but um, oh my god, I'm Justin that Bieber! Out. Did you actually? <laughs> it was Justin Bieber. And, Get um, out of this studio! No, <laughs> no I never suddenly watch it. It came up on my recommended, and it kept coming up. So I was like, I'm going to watch it. And he was saying that he had a burnout. That mm. when he was younger, he was just doing show after show after show, and he didn't know how to bring nutrients back into his body. He didn't know how to rest. He was just yeah. going for it. And then so it um, didn't work for him either. Yeah, it didn't work for him. He's like, I, I mean, I don't know him. I don't think it works I don't know for whether anyone. I'm. I don't know whether it, it doesn't. But yeah, it was fascinating. Fascinating because mm. um, he he just said I didn't know how to do it, so I needed time out. Mm. Um, I think there's a documentary on him or something. But, that would um, be really interesting, actually. It, apparently, it's really interesting. Mm, I was only teasing, by the way. <laughs> I, I, I did like the one he did no, with Skrillex, by the way. Which one was that? Skrillex. It was the. It, well, I thought they never do it because Skrillex are like a hard dance band. And that pairing with Justin Bieber, I thought that would never work, but I was wrong. It actually really Is worked. It, sorry, I'm sorry. I can't remember the one. I can't, rem- I can't remember. Oh. I can't remember what it was called. And even if I did, I don't think I'd admit it. But yeah. <laughs> no, I would. I'm only, I'm only teasing. But uh, and again, fascinating. So the point is, it can affect anyone. Yeah. I if mean, it can affect Justin Bieber, you know, yes. a world, a world mm. superstar, yeah. or affect the man or woman in the street, yeah. You know, and we all try and hide it in different mm. ways. Uh, what, Lynn, what other ways might might we hide it? I think mainly you're you're running away from yourself or you're hiding it from yourself and, oh, right, and okay. um, the people around you. Um, and I think because there is still this, you know, I know people are, there's obviously a lot of work being done to raise awareness of mental health issues mm. and a lot of campaigns, a lot of advocates and obviously the royal family have got involved. Which is wonderful, by the way. Um, which is, you know, really, really good. And in the last couple of years, things have changed and they, they have moved forward, but they're still not moved forward enough. Um, there's still huge stigma, I think, surrounding mental illness and there's a lot of judgment 
still mm. so it's understandable why it. we'd hide it because we, and we, I think you yourself feel a failure if, th- that's um, what I was going to say we hide it from ourselves because we can't admit it to ourselves because we feel yeah. like we're a failure because we haven't been perfect whatever that what the yeah. hell that bullshit is or yeah. we hide it from other people because they might judge us or it could affect our careers and my experience has been the complete opposite and yours Sam Yes, yeah. And yours, Lynn. And to be fair, mine as well. Yeah. Very yeah. true. And I think it is about so don't having be afraid. the courage to even open if you, up Yeah, even if you someone. reach out to someone, someone, a trusted therapist, uh, a trusted dear friend, friend, or friend. A teacher. Yeah. I tell you what, my sister's... I had um, a friend that used to tell his dog everything and he found that really therapeutic. I'm not making that up. Someone the in the book, um, Someone in Hope with Depression, says talk to the cat. Mm. He, spoke, he used to talk to his cat. Dogs Gary. are more compassionate than cats. Mm. Cats don't care. Dogs do. Yeah, cats <laughs> I think hopefully his cat did because he's in recovery. Maybe now. maybe it was exception to the rule. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Go on. Um, uh, my my sisters are in this Facebook group in her mm. area, and they all talk to each other about what's going on. Mm. And this Charlotte. lady posted um, my, my sister Charlotte, Charlotte, my lovely sister. Yeah. Mm. Um, this Charlotte. lady posted on the group saying, "I feel suicidal." Cool. Um, do you have any help? And the comments were like, there was a hundred, there was 100 comments, there were so many comments underneath. Yeah. And not one was judgmental. No. They were all really kind, supportive. really supportive. Mm. To be able to have the balls to post on that group, mm. I mean, there's some... It shows you how desperate yeah, you must there's have been, though. And it, also sh- and it also shows that it brings forth the best of us and it shows that yes. we care about ourselves and about each other and, yes. about, and about this issue yeah. which is partly the purpose of this mm. podcast but mm. I'm so glad you're sharing this you know you, you will you will, and if people do judge you which they really sh- probably won't and, and if they do believe me it's their problem yes not yours it, it, that is about them and if you could get inside their head and listen to their internal dialogue I would bet it would be really judgmental and often or not if they are judgmental or someone isn't giving the being as supportive as perhaps they could be often or not they've got something going on with themselves I was just thinking that, that. doesn't exactly. enable them mm. to be able to be compassionate yeah. or understanding so it's of you worth, it's, so it's worth remembering that they're not going to yeah. be they're not going to be the source of your healing yeah. you know uh, if you have to look outside your relationship for the source of your healing so be it if you mm. if you have to look outside of your marriage um, for the source of your healing so be it so be it you know um, and to be and to be fair to our partners they're not therapists you, yes. you know and and if they, and if they've got stuff going on with themselves then said with the most compassion they 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 need some healing having two ill people together does not create no. a healthy no. a healthy dynamic sometimes you need to step mm. away to step back i think and there's get your, need, and get your needs well. met needs met in other ways there's another saying yes, as well I that totally sam know. did which i think is really um when we were going through some stuff with sam she said I'm you have to so- accept <laughs> Just a bit of stuff. <laughs> just a bit. Yeah, not, not a lot. Oh, we've all had a bit of stuff. Like, don't yeah. worry. Yeah, we've um, all had our moments. <laughs> just you have to accept what's yes. going on to be able to understand it. You know, you can't make logic out of something illogical. You mm. can't reason with something, you know, unreasonable. Yeah. So I think it's more about people just accepting that this is what it is yeah. to be able to try and understand it to be able to yeah so so again you, them. you could look at someone like justin bieber or someone in a very privileged position that has everything mm. and there's no logic to why they would be feeling they like would be that. feeling that yeah, way what's he got to worry about yeah there's mm. no logic but it, it's in their head it's there mm. so sometimes you just have to accept it that's what it and is and you put on another beautiful word acceptance because it's mm. quite a well-known thing in in quite advanced 
schools of thought of psychology, it's called the acceptance paradox. You can't change it until you accept it. Yes. And in accepting it, you accept yourself. And in accepting yourself, you accept more other people. And, yeah. then, and then there's a world and an atmosphere and a context created for much greater acceptance, like you saw in the classroom. Very yeah. true. And on that Facebook group. And, and that is healing. That is profoundly healing because... Oh, at last, you, you can relax. It's okay to feel what you feel. Write that large in the sky. It is okay. Even if you want to change it right mm-hmm. now, it's okay to be as you are. And so it goes back to Sam's statement. You have to accept to understand. Indeed. Thanks, Mum. Put it yeah. on your fridge. There you go. Yeah, put it on your fridge magnet. Put, put it on, put it on your fridge. Yeah. <laughs> Any other ways people might hide it? I mean, are there certain behaviours that manifest that give clues, like, I don't know, drinking a bit more or not sleeping too or, much? I or, I mean, not sleeping's a huge one, or sleeping too much. Um, ad- addictions, turning to other forms of um, things like alcohol, drugs, mm. smoking, to try and take the edge off of how you're feeling. Or, or hide yourself, you know, run away from addicted yourself. Addicted to work. Yeah. Addicted to work, cause you're, you know, you still don't want to come home and face yourself. Um I mean, sleep, people don't, some people over-exercise, some people under-exercise, they don't eat properly, um, so there's like a lack of nutrition. Um, but basically, they could let themselves go or perhaps not be as groomed as they would normally be. I think someone in the book said that they noticed that their sister had wasn't quite herself because she stopped having her nails done and she stopped having her hair coloured yeah. um, she hadn't seen her sister just probably a bit of self, about, yeah. self-neglect sort of and, thing, self-neglect quite yeah. a big thing if someone's unshaven and her house no, wasn't her as tidy and clean but, as it would have been yeah, and, neglecting yeah. the house, neglecting things you'd normally do, so if someone's very house proud and they start or not being, maybe that could be an indicator or if someone it turns up unshaven for days on end, yeah. and they start to start, you know, just if you know someone well, you can you can spot changes in their behaviour. I, I say, but perhaps we'll do a whole podcast on what to look. And all these things are healthy in and of themselves. Mm. Um, you know, it is healthy to exercise, but mm. not to fill a lack. It is healthy to eat right, but not to fill a lack. It's healthy to mm. have a social drink, but not to fill a lack. Do you see, if you're doing mm. it to try and fill a lack, it's the lack that needs healing. It's not. It's it, again doing more exercise. More isn't better. There's healthy exercise, and with our understanding of brain chemistry now, the science bears it out. Now, if we do something intrinsically pleasurable, let's say exercise or, or work, if you love your work, or, or even even having a drink, you know, there's nothing wrong intrinsically with those pleasures. And the reason why we experience pleasure, it lights up the dopamine neurotransmitters Mm. you know there's all science behind this now but the problem is if you overdo it overdo anything they kind of light up too brightly Mm. and then the brain goes well too much too much activity so it shuts down the receptors so next time there's only half the amount of receptors so the next time let's take alcohol you will need more to get the same effect and then some more shut down so now you've got half again so you need even more and it's called down regulation and it's a there science. It's called downregulation. Oh. And then, once they're downregulated, when you come down off the, the high, be it the drug or the work or whatever, there's less dopamine because they're downregulated. So you'll go from a high to a much bigger low. That could explain, and this is just off the top of my head, that could explain the manic symptoms, mm. the highs and the lows. So maybe it's a question of brain chemistry. Oh, we've got so much to cover in this podcast. Oh, well, there's about five more podcasts yeah, it's, going it's on. It's true. There. And that's why yeah. any drug addict will say you can never replicate the first high. No. I don't know if you've heard that. I know. Yeah, I've heard that, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you two aren't involved with, you know, 
street drugs in any way and make that very, very clear. But um, any, any person that's been addicted to cocaine, for example, will say the first dive was amazing, but you can never replicate it. And, th- and that's the science of why. That's the down-regulation. Mm-hmm. The good news is there are healthy ways of producing dopamine and those neurotransmitters can grow back even after a lifetime of abuse. That is the good news, and there's ways to do that, and there's ways to create the healthy brain chemicals and keep it all in balance. As I say, mm. healthy exercise is healthy, but exercising obsessively... Um, then that brings in a whole new form of mental illness. Yes, compulsive Form of OCD, yeah. part of an eating disorder, yep. which we can always cover later on. We have, we've got a lot to cover. Mm. I mean, Lynn's written several books, I'm sure, as you know, if you followed her work, which I suggest you do, by the way. Oh, Hope with you. eating OCD. disorders, Hope with OCD, mm. all born out of personal experience. So, you know, you're getting the real deal here. And and the solutions, and the solution, one of which is sitting in front of me, and it's a very beautiful mm. thing to see. Hello. My little inspiration. <laughs> you are. She's proof that you can recover more than you know sam more than you yeah, know definitely. um any other ways people might hide it or should we move on to the next myth? should we move on to the next one which is the myth depression affects mainly women the truth both sexes suffer with depression men tend to hide it better now where does this come from but that's born out of i think women are more um open to chit chat talk to their friends about how they feel sharing feelings um, share their feelings whereas men there's still this huge macho image within society more men are coming forward now um, there's several men in my book and in actual fact with my new book Hope With Anxiety I think I've got more men sufferers come forward to help me than women at the moment which is interesting but there is um, obviously like on building sites um, men sort of predominantly jobs they're afraid you know there is this real macho where you go to the pub and you just talk to your mates but you don't actually talk to them that you just mess about so there's no real feelings or anything discussed and I think there is this still this huge stigma around you know why don't you just man up and get on with that yeah that doesn't Um, work by the way no that'd be like telling someone with a broken leg to go and run a marathon yeah definitely yeah that's bullshit the statistics show that there are more women sufferers than men but I think that is just because the men either haven't come forward or they're dealing with it themselves or um, they're not actually on any statistical radar or whatever it's called. Mm, I think Um, you're right. And I think also men men are terrible at going to the doctors to get checked out for things. also there is the shocking fact that the biggest cause of death among men under the age of 50 is suicide which clearly Clearly. shows that clearly behind all the bravado and again I'll say there's nothing wrong with going to the pub and being being one of the lads with the mates you can have both you you can can. still have that vulnerability and be one of the lads and another thing I think men fear is uh, that they have to sort of turn into their girlfriends or turn into their mm. wives. I'm, it's, I'm a man. I don't want to be a woman. I love my mm. woman. I love, I love the contrast. But I love. think it'll affect their I, I, I love the feminine, but it doesn't. Mm. It, it, you, you can still be, you can still have all the, here we go, healthy, positive male traits of, the, of that dynamic, the go-get, the yin versus the yang, you know, the dynamic, the go-get, the goal-setting, all, all of those wonderful male things, and have a healthy emotional life. In fact, it would enrich that. Mm. It's a, it's a, it, this it, I don't know if this is a bit far out, um, but I listened to his fantastic med- meditation the other day, and apparently human beings are now advanced enough to do this where we weren't before. And it's a if a it's a bit metaphysical. Bear with me. We've got male and female energies inside us. All of us have, regardless of background, sexuality. It's not about that. We've all got this dynamic go-get energy, and we've also got this sort of tender, befriend, yielding energy, if you like, male and female to blend those energies 
where you can focus male and flow female at the same time is incredibly healthy and incredibly powerful and incredibly integrated. It makes you whole. Wow. So normally it's, it's, completely, so normally it's completely uneven. It could be uneven. Um, a lot of women go out of balance in the workplace, which at the moment it was invented by men for men. And there's oh, been, okay. you know, we've been through all that kind of, you know, well, it mm, is. And, yeah. and it, yes, it's changing and it should do. Um, I'm not saying it was the right thing to do. I'm just saying it's worth understanding the history of yeah. it so we understand where we are now. Um, and it, it, the male, the, you know, the male workplace is competitive. It's, it's you know, jostling for position, yes. all that sort of thing. Yeah. And for a woman in that environment, she can handle it for so long, mm. but she still needs to be a woman. So when mm. she goes home, she needs to express her femininity her, her, mm. her, you know, her, her, her feminine side, which men yeah. love, by the way. I mean, you, you know, men don't want to date a man; they want to date a woman. Mm. Of course, they do. Well, someday. Well, okay, yeah, true. Okay. <laughs> very true. Good one. Yeah. yeah, but regardless of sexuality, there is mm. still that balance of energies, and it's up to us mm. to balance them. And these new advanced mm. meditations allow us to do that. I've tried it; it's a fantastic meditation, I have to say. Mm. Um, so if she can balance that when she goes home. All is well mm. and healthy. But then if she goes home, and then she's got more jobs to do, like running the house. Yeah. And and being the head of you know lifts and the head of cooking and the head of finances and and occasional therapist dealing with you know dealing with the modern life basically yeah. she's on her male side too much and mm. then she'll start to feel something's something's missing now the polar, polar opposite of that that doesn't mean that men have to start being women it, it's it's not about that so don't don't fear that guys this this balancing of energies is healthy. Mm. is healthy born out by I think it's about working bo- together born out, as born well out, yeah born out by spirituality and, and science absolutely mm. and good, and good mm. communication and, mm. and, you know good, I think good mm. communication is probably key to most things to be honest with you and I think we learnt that didn't we mm. probably the hard way but yeah well mm. we, we never communicated at the beginning did we no not at the beginning of our little journey and then uh, second time round we did yeah. which, worked, which worked better Communication. Oh, without without a doubt. For sure. Yeah. She wouldn't be where she is now. No that. way. It was uh, when we weren't communicating. It was like an elephant in the room, and it was um, very people treading on eggshells, and mm. and it was awful. Whereas when you communicate again, even if mom didn't understand, she still accepted it, and mm. then that's how you move forward sort of well it is and particularly for women i think also people are afraid of what they can't see so you know if you've got a broken leg or someone's got a broken leg you can see that they've got a broken leg Mm. whereas if someone's got a mental illness i know some of them have physical symptoms or Mm. physical sort Mm. of um but most of the time you you can't see it so Mm. you're you're afraid of people are afraid of what they can't see. i keep seeing uh, stickers in the back of cars saying not all disabilities are visible no so things are changing that, that things are changing, and that they can—they're very slowly. They can mm. still change a lot more to raise awareness and mm. bring more acceptance and um, more understanding. So, men, don't be embarrassed if no, you if you if you think you're depressed. Go to your doctor. Talk to a trusted friend. Talk to your mate down the pub. You know, if if you get and if, as I say, if they do judge you, that's about them, not you. Yes, remember that always. The myth you can snap out of depression. The truth, mm, no. Put yourself together. Snap out of it, man up. Get over it. Most unhelpful things to say to people with depression. You have nothing to be sad about. Number yeah. one. Number two, man up. Number three, snap out of it. Number four, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Number mm. three, don't be a pussy. Number four, oh, five, oh, keep going, there's so many. 
There are a lot. Uh, there are a lot more people worse, worse off than, than you. you. Worse yeah. off than you. Yeah, that ties in nicely to what have you got to be worried about? Oh, you should be grateful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then, then, uh, uh, then, then you feel bad because you're ungrateful as well. But people used to look at me when um, my depression sort of started to creep in, and and I didn't recognise it to start with. I think I had a lot going on, and. Um, I think it, it was just sort of, I thought I was coping and I obviously wasn't. But people used to look at me, you know, I've got a, my husband's lovely, um, had two beautiful little girls. He's a fine man. And, uh, and you do. And, um, you know, we, we had a nice life, we had a nice house, yeah, so what nice, you, we had a business. Yeah, so what you've got to worry about, you've got everything. So, so what did I have to worry about? And I used to think, well, well why do I feel like this? You know, I've got Which everything. then made you feel worse. Yeah. yeah. And then... And that was the whole point of this yeah, episode. I just couldn't... I. I just couldn't snap myself out of it. No. As what, much as what, I tried. What, what, what did it take? What did it take for you to finally admit that there was a um, problem that you needed to address? And how did you address it? I can't really remember what it actually oh, took. Oh, come on, this I think is key. It was over, I think it was over a period of time and yeah. I didn't... Um, I wasn't sleeping and then in the morning I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to wake up. Um, so then I would go back to sleep and then you get up and then because time's of the essence, as it always is, um, I would end up being even more stressed because I'd slept in and I shouldn't have done. Um, Self-judgment, you see. Yeah, so I used to beat myself up over that. And I, I, felt, I felt sad all the time. Um, and the things that I used to love doing sort of became an effort. And um, I think it was... I have got a really good relationship, but well, with my doctor then, but also my doctor now is lovely. Um, and I went to see him and just said to him how I was feeling. And, um, yeah, sort of went from there. And he listened and he was brilliant and went from there. But it, it sort of went on for about three years. Wow. So, so there, is, there is no stigma. We're living proof that recovery is possible. We're living definitely. proof that there is no stigma. Mm. We're seeking to raise awareness. And, if there's, and I really hope listening to those myths that... Give it, everyone hope that yeah. recovery is possible. And it's it taken is. some heaviness away. Mm. Because you say a key part of depression is judging yourself. But because you're in it, you don't see that that's a part of it. It just becomes... No. Yeah, and, and these yeah. myths, they're so heavy. And it, it just ain't so. And, and you've, you've got to have the truth of it. You've got to have the truth. And as they say, the truth will set you free. And hopefully, by listening to this episode of the podcast, you, you feel at least a little bit freer. And at least, at the very least, there's a little bit of... What's that H word again? Hope. hope. That one. Definitely. Mm. There is always hope. And I, the one thing that I think I've learned over the years is that never accept that this is as good as it gets. Because it I love always that. get better. Y- you've said that before. Yeah. You've My s- life has got better and better. And more in, yours and, has too. Has and very been, enriched. Sam? Very yes. enriched. Possibly in ways that you wouldn't have predicted. Yes, so, definitely. Mm, yeah. So that you don't have to have a bad experience to, no. to reap good out of it. But if you do, you can still always reap... Oh, our life's changed. It's Good out of, of it. You know, even I would never believe that we'd all be doing what we're doing now, and and more importantly, that I'm feeling good and you're feeling good and, you're, and, and better and healthy happier family. and healthier. Yeah, yeah. and 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 a, and a very accomplished mm. lady because you won't boast for yourself, but I will. Here no, he goes. No, look, <laughs> have you seen your website? Have you seen this woman's work? I mean, come on, Lynn. Oh, really? Yes, uh, Mum. Big yourself up. <laughs> Lynn Crilly. 
Thank you. Of lynnacrilly.com, L-Y-N-N-C-R-I-L-L-Y.com. Thank you. Um, eating disorders, check out this woman's work. OCD, check out this woman's work. Depression, check out this woman's work. General mental health, check out this woman's work. Check this woman out. Just, just do it. You won't, <laughs> you, you won't, you won't regret it. Uh, Sam Crilly, another fantastic contribution from you. Thank you. I've really enjoyed it. You made some wonderful, wonderful points, and it's really interesting that this is cross-generational because I'm a generation ahead of you, and it affects us all in different ways, but but in similar ways. Yes, I agree. It's it's similar and different, and some of those experiences you flagged up are are priceless and and must have been key on your recovery as well. Oh, yeah, they they were amazing, Mm -hmm. um, for sure. Yeah, they... um, just to know again that you're not the only one mm. going through it. Not at all. And it's okay to talk about it. Mm. And it's okay not to be okay all the time. Yes. Yes, is. And there is that saying, it's yeah. okay to not be okay. And it is okay to not be okay. Because that's acceptance. Yeah. And then when you accept it, you can yeah. change it. Can, but yeah. all the time you're trying you to fight it and push it. against yep. it, it just pushes it further, yeah. further underground. And that, mm. friends, is not an, an indicator of health. That is an indicator of very outdated cultural memes next time on hope with depression and that's when i also fell in love with hypnosis because mm. as part of the neurolinguistic programming you do a little bit of hypnosis mm. and it's just like a taster mm. um and when i discovered the unconscious mind 20 percent of what you do is on a conscious level yeah. i thought to really get involved with the good stuff you're going to have to go to the unconscious yeah um and it's and i absolutely love it a whole new fertile fertile field of possibility to explore honestly it's just i wish it was prescribed on the national health an hour of hypnosis a week which put would put you completely back in balance hope with depression the podcast streaming now on apple podcasts stitcher for android spotify google podcasts TuneIn radio and here play hope with depression the podcast